Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today. And uh, just as we continue on with our podcast, it's hard to believe this is our 59th podcast. And we're coming out to you today and we're talking about uh, this concept of answered prayer and prayer. Prayer is so vital. Uh, we were just talking about uh, abiding, you know, the, the vine and then the abundance and talking about the Lord being the great shepherd. And now we're coming to this place and we know he's our shepherd. We know that he died for a sheep. We know that he does not lead his sheep astray. We know that that he looks out for us. He cares for us. And um, and now we're going to this place where we trust him with prayer and we pray to him and, and, and trust his results and, and know that God answers prayers. And so many times in my life, I, I forget to just to get down and pray and just to now we prayer does a few things for us. It, the most important thing is it helps our relationship it, uh, with with God. It gives us a chance. We pray to Him. It goes straight up vertically to heaven. It it uh, it opens those lines of communication. It lets God know that we trust Him. It, it lets God know that He comes first in our life. It lets God know that uh, we consider Him to be strong and that we're weak and that we need Him. And uh, it goes out to the world and good works and things of that nature. We pray for others. We pray for each other. We we seek answers and, and help. And boy, God gives that to us. And I wanted to start off. We're going to be uh, talking as we talk about prayer. I want to I want to start off over here in the book of Luke in chapter number 11 and verse number 10. It says, for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he will you give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask of an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then be an evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask them. I'm always amazed. I, I read that verse just the other day in my Bible study and read it again. It's talking, you know, there's evilness in us. And as he's talking, as he's uh, he's teaching about prayer and things of that nature, he's going on and he's saying, listen, even you that are evil, give good things. Even you that got this wrong, even you that are in the wrong place, answer your kids' needs, even you that uh, are not listening, answer your kids' needs and and do those types of things. And I, I think as we look at that, Stephanie Wesco, great to have you with us again and, and always with us. I think as we look at that, we talk about that. Uh, when we talk about prayer, what comes to your mind, Stephanie? Well, there's so many powerful verses um, that just... <sighs> I don't know. This is a very special subject to me because of all the things that I've seen God do through prayer yeah. um, in in my life, but especially um, as I think back over the last um, 18 months of ways that um, I've seen God work in very special ways. And um, I, I'm looking here at Hebrews um, 15 and, um, 4, 15 and 16. And, um, well, actually we start at 14. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest 
that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And I just love the fact that it could just say, let us therefore come into the throne of grace. It says, let us therefore come boldly. boldly. And that confidence we can have um, when we come to, come to Christ, come before our Savior with our needs, with our petitions, we can come to him boldly. We can come to him claiming the promises that we can find, that we find in his word. And um, in John 14, um, verse 13, it says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, what that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And that promise we can have, that confidence we can have that when we come before come before our Savior, come before the one who loved us enough to die for us, we can know that he hears our petitions and he hears our heart cries for help and for um for whatever. Whatever, you know, we can bring the smallest of things to him and um I'm constantly encouraging my kids if they lose something. Um, even if it's a toy, you know, it may be a stuffed animal. It may be Jesse's little red hat. Um, <laughs> he my loses that red hat all the, the time. Day, yeah. And uh, I don't know why they make that thing come off because, That's... but anyways, I said to my little girl, I said, have you prayed? Have you asked Jesus to help you find it? And, and she had just before she came to me and I said, well, let's look for it again. She found it. And you know, it's, it's little things like that where we're, all of us, God cares about our little things and nothing is too small to come, come before that throne of grace and ask for help. And Jeremiah 33, three is one of my favorite verses. It says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. And, you know, sometimes we have in our mind ways that we see God answering a prayer and sometimes God has even greater and mightier things that we can't even imagine that he wants to do through our prayers. And sometimes those that may mean God answering our prayers in ways that don't exactly fit our agenda, but that fit God's greater purpose and mightier purpose and seeing him do things that um, glorify himself and, and ways then we get to see him real in our lives in ways we wouldn't have before. And, um, I think of um, Psalm 91 and how the day Charles was killed, how um, I really struggled at first after Charles' death with God. You know, I was, these are promises from your word. And, you know, you kept these promises to me, and yet you chose to allow Charles to be the one who, you know, the rest of us were invincible to those bullets. And yet, you allowed them to hit him and why God, I don't understand your whole purpose in this. And yet I see, you know, this is your way of glorifying yourself. And that was Charles ultimate goal. And now looking back, Charles, I believe God had given him, um, a vision of his future, almost like God had given him a peace and brought him to that point of, he was prepared for martyrdom before we ever went to Cameroon. 
Yeah, it was. And it was, I see that now looking back. It's uncanny. Yeah. Yeah. All the things yeah, you I say. Mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking back at things he said. Um, even when I read through, now when I go back and look at his quotes um, at the end of the book, you know, things, quotes of his that um, we compiled. And as I look at those and, you know, so anyway, God was accomplishing his purposes and all of that. But um, Psalm 91, 14 through 16 um, they say, because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known it by name. And then verse 15 says, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Yeah. And we have that promise that when we call upon our Savior, when we when we do that, that command you know, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, it's not just a suggestion. He's saying, call unto me. And it's a command. And there's that response. If you obey this command, this is what I will do. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And yeah. the great mighty and man, things. And, and I've seen that. I've, I, I've lived yeah. that. You know, I've told the story. Yeah. Uh, our old pastor had prostate cancer and you know, we were taking him down for surgery and the night before was a Sunday and we stayed at church all night with our hands on him praying and golf ball sized tumor. They couldn't find it the next day. God's promises yeah. are real. Yeah. Yeah. And I really believe, I believe there's a lot of reasons why we don't see God. I, I First of all, I think the primary one being sin, you know, there's that concept of being that if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And, you know, we want God to hear and to answer that that preliminary step of, of our hearts being in tune with God, where there's no known sin in our life, that we are choosing to let go and excusing and just brushing under the rug is, oh, that was a misunderstanding, that wasn't a big deal. I think that's the primary key to seeing God work. Um, and maybe why we don't see God answer more prayers but we have seen God, our family has seen God do miracles in the last 18 months. And, you know, obviously my tumors, um, that whole situation was a time that I saw God do miraculous things, you know, when doctors thought for sure it was cancer. And um, there was all these signs that it was, and then it's not, and the tumor stopped growing. That's right. And, um I just, I've, I've seen God, you know, and you know, I, Ben Sinclair and I have talked um, several times of, you know, the ways we saw God so real the day Charles was killed. And I think there's times we, we do not even begin to comprehend or see the way God is working and moving and hearing our heart cries and answering because we're humans. Yeah. And we don't see that supernatural element. And yet when we look back on the situation, we can see how how powerfully God was there and answering and delivering us from trouble. And um, I think of our, our evacuation from um, the village where we lived. And um, I firmly believe that God, again, did one of those miracles where we were calling on him and specifically crying out to him for protection and crying out to him to be in a sense, in a very real sense to part the Red Sea. And, and he did. God did that. that. And, yeah. you know, we can look back now and see how God kept 
these promises of Psalm 91 to our family and for the other missionaries who had to evacuate. And, you know, it's just, I think for me, answered prayer is not, it's, it's a real thing. And you can see God answer prayer in ways that, um, will honestly leave you marveling and leave you prostrate before the Lord, crying out to him, you know, that you're worthy to be, to be served. You're worthy to be honored. You're worthy to be glorified because we do serve a God who hears our cries and answers our heart cries and no cry to him is too small. And some of your prayers may be nothing but God help me. You may not even be able to get that out of your lips. But our, the, you know, we have the Holy Spirit of God who intercedes on our behalf. He's our comforter, and He intercedes on our behalf when we don't even know how to pray. And, and, and we, right. have, you know, that's God huge. hears. <laughs> yeah, God hears our hearts. He hears our heart cries, as often you say. And you know, as we as we wrap up this idea of answered prayer, it's you know, one of the verses that came to my mind, Stephanie, as you were speaking a minute ago, is. You know, I always go back to that idea of pray without ceasing. And for some people, they they can't wrap their heads around, how do I pray without ceasing? And looking at it, it, it's just this idea that first comes prayer. First, you go to God. First, you look to God for answers, and he'll give you those answers. First, Mm -hmm. you trust in God. You go there first. And I just want to remind you, friends, that we have an open door to all the power uh, in all eternity Uh, It it would be like us being able to go to the White House and sit down with the President of the United States and open his door and tell him what's on our mind and what we want fixed. It's one gazillion times bigger than that. And uh, we have an open door to an almighty God. And uh, we have an open door. And so often we don't walk through that open door. So often we don't lift those prayers to God. So often we're not, uh, we spend, you know, less time praying, uh, than we do itching our nose. I mean, you know, prayer should be a real part of our lives, friends. It yeah. should be it should be there when we awaken. It should be there before we go to bed. It should be filled throughout the day. We should live a life that's prayerful. And uh, folks, you know, one of the reasons we feel so defeated is because we don't go to God. One of the reasons we want to yeah. curl up and hide is because we're not trusting God. But we have this great big open door. Friends, go through that door. Pray to God. Trust in God. Uh, put him first. As Stephanie, Charles uh, uh, Jr. were sitting in that car with Ben Sinclair, and they had lost Charles, and he had been gunned down by that gunman. And, you know, where do you go? You go to God. And and folks, you don't only go to God when things are tough, when you're, when you're up against the wall. You go to God when things are good, and you thank him for that. And you go to God for things for tomorrow, and you go to God for your kids, and you go to God for your friends, and you go to God for our nation and our president and our leaders and whatever the case may be, we just need to go. The door's open wide. Dear friends, we're honored to be with you. We uh, thank you uh, for listening to us. Stop by and visit us if you can at Helpful Wounded Spirits. And uh, just drop a line from time to time or look up Stephanie and I on Facebook. We'd be thrilled to hear from you. And remember to get out there. If you haven't read Stephanie's book, get out there and grab that book. And uh, make sure you can find it on Amazon. And uh, to, guy, to Die is Gain is the name of the book. And uh, it's Finding uh, Abundant Life in Death. So it really fits with some of the things we're talking about today. But listen, we certainly do love you. We pray for you. May God bless you. We look forward to talking to you again real soon. 
Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.